to, at least for me to really start to understand what my own unconscious biases are, where they're coming from, and hopefully that's where I can start to make some transformative. Um, I don't know, just be be a better person. I love when you say like, uncovering all of these unconscious biases because asking all of these uncomfortable, vulnerable questions to all these different people and even to myself, it definitely starts uncovering certain things that are in your life and you're like oh shit i didn't know i was holding on to that welcome hello hi hey (laughs) (laughs) did we cover all the h's ew that was a lame dad joke (laughs) already already i know well, yeah. it's Mal with Kabil. Hey, what's up? This is, I keep wanting to say we are. We are, but also this is Kanya. Kanya, yeah. Kanya is a movement that both empowers and disrupts what it means to be Filipino through thought-provoking and vulnerable conversations aimed to cultivate a strong sense of belonging in the Filipino community. And that was incredibly wordy, but I feel like it describes what it is that we were doing not i feel like i know that it does i'm realizing now how ambitious it sounds um but i guess that's a I good know, thing i'm just gonna say you have to be ambitious with what you're doing yeah i'm definitely doing like a wave of like my r&b tweets where i just tweet uh, motivational things as self-reminders i got kind of called out on it today actually but, but i was like fuck it whatever <laughs> because do you mean uh lyrics song no lyrics? no no oh man but like everyone did do that once upon a time slash still does that i only exclusively feel like i do that to drake lyrics now so i'm really that bitch i was gonna say like, <laughs> that's still happening out there so to all of y'all doing it <laughs> I'm like, we see you. <laughs> I'm self-aware. I do it. I'm part of you. Like, <laughs> this is my people. That used to be my thing. It's so funny because I always used to be like, oh, yeah, I can tweet that. Or, yeah, that could be a caption. Oh, yeah. And then That's you got to really flex <laughs> on like those obscure like hip hop songs that you're like, oh, yeah, you don't know this artist. He's super underground. And then... <laughs> fucking i mean oh, guilty so true guilty yeah guilty as effing guilty but <laughs> anyway what i was saying though is that like the tweet i recently did was something along of the lines of if you don't dream it then who will at least for yourself so i think like mm. us trying to set up that you know this is a pretty ambitious little project um it's also, you know, at the end of the day, an exploration for the two of us, really, um, to mm-hmm. see, you know, if there is an honest to God, like an appetite for it, even like, are, do people care about this stuff like we do? Um, mm. I feel like we always get into minimum two, three hour conversations. Minimum. And all I have to say is identity. And, and we both like have our brains explode <laughs> a little bit. But yeah, exactly. Well, who is this for? Who Who is Kenya for? If you are along the same lines as us, where to be perfectly honest, you know, really don't know where you fit in that, you know, earlier question of what it means to be Filipino. Welcome, because you are among friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can speak for both Mal and I uh, that we both have had 
a lot of trouble and continued to struggle trying to answer this question of identity and culture and heritage and how mm-hmm. we fit into that as part of this you know, Filipino diaspora, predominantly, um, we will say that it is coming from the North American perspective, but I'm sure this is yeah. something felt among many, many other um, communities all around the world. This is just kind of our personal little attempt to try to like tackle it in our And way. I mean, I think even the story of how we even got into this conversation is mm-hmm. evidence enough that that people are feeling this from different places. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, okay, to touch on how. And well, it did come to be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of even to just what you're trying to get at the fact that, like, eventually it did overlap. <laughs> like, these were two separate queries that we were both. So, to tell a little bit of the story, we were both asking the exact same questions in Silo. Yeah. And I'm from I'm from Vancouver, BC, Canada. So I live over here. Yeah, and I'm originally from there. I've actually been living out in New York um, for the past while, and before that, I was in Toronto. Uh, so you know, we're not even in the same city, but it's interesting how, because of the way we were maybe brought up, the environment we were in, you know, what we call home, kind of this really mm-hmm. specific experience coming from Vancouver, BC, Canada, uh, eventually it still somehow brought us to be asking the exact same question at the same time in our life and and then overlapping with one of our really good friends. Yes. <laughs> Donnell Garcia Barroso <laughs> gets a shout out. <laughs> like, shout out to you because we cannot tell you, we cannot tell the story without realizing how one how many people in vancouver that i've talked to who know donnell also they're like oh yeah yeah, yeah." Mm -hmm. like he'll come up in the story and they're like yeah yeah, i know him so i think that already speaks to how one small vancouver is and the fact yeah that it is crazy that the universe connected us because i did not know of mal and that's (laughs) i feel like a rarity these days yeah, it's a crazy thing in and of itself. Especially when we didn't even know of each other. Yeah. So that's a crazy thing. But basically, we were both having similar conversations and thoughts in our separate cities like from coast to coast. And I had posted up something on Instagram talking about the Filipino diaspora, being like, hey, if anybody want, wants to have conversations about this, holler at me. And Donnell messaged me and said, That's so funny. I had just been having a five hour long conversation with my friend in New York about this. And I was like, okay, like crazy. Like, (laughs) yeah, I know. Like, that's so strange. And then Camille slid into my DMs. Oh my God, I'm so so not good at it, but I did it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And she did. And then we ended up having an hour long conversation the first time we talked and then talked subsequently a couple times after. And we're just like, okay, basically we are thinking not the exact same things, but things that are very, very similar and have very similar questions about just our culture and our culture pertaining to our identity and all of that kind of stuff. And so we ended up being like, should we do something with this? And for anyone who knows me, I'm awful at confrontation and I cannot for the life of me have a that kind of like in, it's just it's a phobia. But 
I definitely awkwardly at the end of the second conversation, and I remember what coffee shop I was in, and I was like, so, and it's so similar to the like, what are we kind of combo where I know, so are we going steady or I know, no, but for real, like I, I'm one of those people who really believes in energy and I go with my gut a lot and you know to me hearing how Mal was starting to talk about a lot of these things I was like man there's someone who even like is as weirdly nerdy and excited about not Mm -hmm. knowing Jack all I was like this is crazy like and to me like Mm -hmm. I really fuck with that so I kind of just shoot my shot and asked Mal if she was down to like just start figuring out like how the hell we were going to do this and and whatever this would be. I still don't know. <laughs> like it's oh man, but fast forward like it's been what one or two months now. Like we mobilized pretty quickly. And mm-hmm. you know, here we are recording episode 1, which is insane. Yeah. It is insane because it is something that is just so important I think to both of us and that's why we were like, yep. It's, this has to happen. Yeah. And and even after mm-hmm. that first com- combo where we kind of were like, yeah, let's do this. I left that conversation being like, I'm not really sure what I just agreed to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, but I think I'm working with her now. So cool. And then I literally knew nothing of you, too. Like, I didn't even know your skill set. I know. I didn't even know yours either, though I did do a little creep to be like, who is this person? Do I know her? And I really didn't know you. And it was like, no, I don't. And we went to the same university. It's like all of these connections, which should have been there. But I guess it's just timing. It was meant to be now. So It's crazy. The fact that we've probably been in the same ratchet ass ubc party or maybe pit night yeah. like god that oh, is yeah. a very specific <laughs> ubc memory very interesting that we were having those two separate conversations but what made you actually start asking all of these questions which all those questions we won't elaborate on right now though we touched on some of them but um what made you start i guess questioning your culture and how it connects to your identity so funny enough so how this kind of all came to be so being Filipino Canadian now living in New York uh, and actually I think one of the biggest triggers of all of this is actually my living situation so I currently live with um, my roommate Francis who is a Filipino American from California from the Bay Area he'll probably get mad at me if I don't indicate and specify (laughs) Um, and it was interesting because I think we originally connected quite well just from the west coast kind of connection where i saw he was from california he saw i was from vancouver and we thought you know that was our point of connection i think we both had an inkling that we were both philip um asian i should say not even filipino yet living with him it's been interesting to see sort of like how there are actually a lot of nuances with our two experiences where there are lots of things that we i think inherently naturally connected on you know Mm. maybe it was food one of the first meals he cooked in the house was sinigang and it was great and it was actually super (laughs) cute i know shout out sinigang i know sinigang gang forever (laughs) the super maasim um and it was interesting because you know things like that that was always kind of natural but especially with what we're studying in school here which is 
which is urban planning, where, you know, we're really talking. And I think this is something that we're both really interested in in which is like community development and him especially more so so I've been learning a lot about his experiences and why he wants to kind of fight for more equitable spaces and why we all should really care about a lot of those things but mm-hmm. with these conversations that start to surround you know culture heritage identity and having sensitivities to that for the communities that you're planning for well for me I couldn't help but start to always think of you know my own culture and heritage which is being Filipino Mm. and yeah it's been interesting because that's kind of really where that stems from and every kind of question what does it mean to be Filipino how come I can't find more voices in architecture that are coming from the very specific like Filipino Canadian right. perspective and not necessarily I was just gonna ask in the in the school so like Camille she goes to Columbia which is amazing and I wanted to ask even in that world of architecture and urban planning do you find a lot of representation of people who look like you no god no I mean I'm I'll just say it outright like very many other industries you know, it's still a white, middle-aged white boys club. Like, that's really mm. what it, the, the industry is dominated about. And, you know, this is a whole black hole for me. But we start to see some of this dialogue with, you know, women in X industry, you know, whether it's architecture, whether it's business, whatever. Sure, there's more juniors coming in. But the gap between, you know, the female person of color versus the white man at the top, you know, it's like a... There's like a funnel effect where sure there's like 50-50 at the beginning, but once you get Mm. down to time and also power in the company, well, yeah, you're still seeing, you know, white men at the top. So no, for my the worlds that I really come in, sure there's thank God, like more women that are in those spaces, but in terms of women of color and for me specifically, a Filipino woman, whether Mm. you're American or Canadian, I'm not finding that at all yeah and this is a a realm that my parents don't come from this world so that was already kind of a barrier and then I don't have any uh maybe like uh close friends from high school for example that maybe know what I'm exactly Mm. going through so how else do you try to navigate some of these spaces well the easy way to like find courage and I don't know also see how the ropes go is yeah. to see someone who looks like you. So, no, to, that's the long answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is pretty, like, I think it's pretty similar even to, well, actually, no. I would say in my situation, especially working in, like, the creative industry for mm-hmm. a minute before what I'm doing now, which kind of is still creative. But mm-hmm. anyway, being in fashion or in the creative industry, there are, which is really nice is that there is a lot more representation of people of color. Mm -hmm. But when I would be in specifically corporate environments, it was the same for me in that I would be the only person of color and more specifically the only Filipino person. And so I totally relate to that in being just in there being just like a lack of representation, Mm -hmm. which 
I mean, which is one of the reasons why I really did want to start asking these questions and delve into this whole project was because it is important for there to be representation in different industries so that it gives younger people the vision and the idea that what they want to do is possible. And of course, Mm -hmm. everyone should pave their own paths and like be ambitious and stuff like that. But the lack of seeing someone who looks like you in a space is kind of daunting and to have that there gives you a little bit more courage and comfort to pursue those those avenues at least that's how I felt when I was growing up and and when it came to like this specifically and starting this project and how that came to be for me was that I just recently started asking myself a lot of questions and questioning my own identity or my own culture and my own actions and acknowledging a lot of shit that I didn't for a long time. No one's fucking perfect. I will never be and I nor do I ever claim that I could or will be. And so I was like, okay, this stuff is going on in my head. Then I have to delve into it and it's my responsibility to do so. I've just been hanging around a lot of beautiful, amazing people who are advocating for who they are and what they're doing and wanting to learn more and wanting to disrupt status quo. So I feel like everything around me has just been brewing for this this moment to start something for myself, which did connect to my culture and identity because to be quite frank, growing up, I wasn't connected to my Filipino Mm -hmm. culture very much and we'll get into those stories later but it was that lack of connection that definitely gave me the urge to want to connect Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. here came Kanya and the timing clearly serendipitous and worked out but I'm so excited because this definitely gives us such an amazing platform to just speak with amazing people who are doing amazing things. And I'm saying amazing mm-hmm. so many times because I am just really excited because I think yeah. this will be great. But No, and it's yeah. it's great that you kind of bring up that idea of connection. And I think that's where something that we really want to make sure is clear is that, you know, everyone has a very unique kind Mm -hmm. of connection and that I mean we were trying to hash it out earlier where we were saying that it's kind of along the lines of a spectrum really Mm -hmm. where the the degree or scale or wherever you kind of fall within that spectrum that connection is unique to you and you know we're coming from a place where yeah we're we want to share uh, some of our experiences some of the people that we're going to be connecting with in terms of whether they're friends, new Mm -hmm. friends, um, but to show that like everyone really has gone through something unique and that's really affected how they may accept or reject or have, you know, whatever associations to this part of themselves. And we're acknowledging that for us it's important because it's, you know, hopefully going to get into uh, a place where, at least for me to really start to understand what my own unconscious biases are where they're coming from and hopefully that's where I can start to make some transformative um I don't know just be be a better person be a better citizen like whatever community or place that you're trying to like talk talk about or think about um Mm -hmm. but also just yeah thinking of what we pass on what we 
show to other people even mm-hmm. in, whether you are you know the younger generation or just another culture kind of looking outside looking in no i totally agree and i love when you say like, uncovering all of these unconscious biases because asking all of these uncomfortable vulnerable questions to all these different people and even to myself it definitely starts uncovering certain things that are in your life and you're like oh shit I don't know I was holding on to that and I didn't know that that even pertained to my culture or to my heritage especially being people of color being Filipino those things in and of themselves have their own individual issues attached to everybody and you can't you can't necessarily escape that and so it's it's this uncovering that'll sort of lead to an empowering of who we are and where we come from. And like you said, it is individual. Everybody has their own individual perspectives, but it's all these individual perspectives coming together to empower. We're connecting all those things together to create community, to create empowerment, to create collective, basically like collective success, because that's all that we want to facilitate and that we want to show is that together is better. We're better together. The way you framed it earlier, I really liked how you were speaking to it as if it was just like utilizing a power that, you know, kind of already exists, really. But we, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not saying that this is the first time that this conversation is being had. We're just trying to start to weave in some of these narratives together so that it is stronger as a collective rather than. You know, us Mm -hmm. kind of competing for the same microphone, whereas we could all have one advocate or not even one advocate. That's like a weird like analogy, like metaphor. I like try to do those too much and it always backfires (laughs) on me. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's that's really the essence of kind of even why why we were thinking of naming it this way. I mean, this is a name that I've kind of been stuck on for a while what was it for you that you felt that kanya why you kind of agreed with it or like fucked with it i really liked it because it did have that multiple level meaning Mm -hmm. it is it does technically mean his hers theirs if it's kanya kanyang like that's theirs i'm gonna butcher the tagalog language in this podcast i can already feel it sorry mom and dad I think it's because it has those multiple levels to it and the fact that it could pertain to basically anyone. And because we are talking about individual experiences coming from different people, in that way, the word connects to all of those individual perspectives. It could belong to anyone, any guest that we have on. It can connect to any person that is listening. It can connect to anyone that is watching or reading. And I think that's the whole thing is that, yes, we are talking about all of these individual perspectives, but the vulnerability that everybody is going to be sharing, that is what will resonate in other people. So yes, it belongs to those people, but in a way, it also belongs to the person listening because it connects to them. 100%. Well, what else do you want us to accomplish? Because girl, you know, we both got big dreams. <laughs> yeah, no, a little bit too much. Um, no, but no, it's important. But I think really, I think the platform that we want to establish is that this is an exploration you know, we're not sure where this is going to go and how 
what exactly. kind of journey or path this kind of takes us on. We're not sure. And we're what I'd like to at least accomplish is that we start to just find slowly but surely other people who want to join us in figuring all of this shit out too. <laughs> I totally agree. And we have no fucking idea what this is supposed to be or what it will become and I think that's the beauty of it because with everything else I'm always so strategic and planful but with this I just believe in it and so I'm gonna go with that yeah (laughs) we just we do just have to like have those vulnerable conversations bring up shit that nobody does be incredibly brave and bringing up that uncomfortable issue and also have fun with it because I guess we've kind of been serious for the past like 10 minutes or so but really we have to do all this stuff lightheartedly we can't take ourselves too seriously or this yeah thing no too 100%. seriously we're about to have some fun too don't just think it's gonna be all serious <laughs> no I'm I'm super excited for honestly that because I really I love the weird ass stuff that Filipinos effing do. Like what? <laughs> I can't even and and just like no matter where you're from, you just all feel it. You're like, yeah. Like we all had yeah. a fucked up hotmail address. Yeah. Like what was it? We had we <laughs> had like a ten minute conversation on the Thabo the other day. Yeah. <laughs> Which, okay, no, like, let's for real get into it. So, like, uh, what what Tabo did you have at your house? <laughs> so, okay, wait, 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 before we get into it. Actually, should I say it before or after we explain what it is? No, no, we'll explain it after for the, the non, the non, the non, the if you know, know you know, peeps. <laughs> okay, so for those okay. who know, mine was just a white plastic. My mom still has it. I saw it the other day. It's just this white <laughs> plastic like bucket thing with a hole in it so you can hang it. And that's all it was. That but sounds then counterproductive Camille- if you don't know how it's being used. A bucket with a hole in it. That makes no No, no, no. Sense. Like a bucket with a hole on the handle. <laughs> on the handle. The See, the you specify. Yeah. See, it's mm-hmm. still weird. Still sounds weird if you didn't know what it was for. Um... <laughs> And mine really, (laughs) I'm like trying to think like what was our most consistent one, but I feel like my household had all of them. So we definitely had the, I can't believe it's not butter, margarine tub. (laughs) Which I Um, laughed so hard at. Because I'm like, I I know exactly what you mean. Or it's like the larger size yogurt container. Mm -hmm. And it was never like Greek yogurt like we had have now which i feel like has a thicker container of plat like it's a thicker plastic so it's more sturdy which i think would have been better to be honest Mm -hmm. but no we had like just the plain like strawberry yogurt or whatever (laughs) yo play stuff and it was so flimsy so we would have that um but i think my mom kind of stepped her game up and she got a proper one with a handle from chinatown or like from the chinese Mm -hmm. supermarket in east van uh, where it has like little flowers, but I think it's like the exact same one as yours, but it's like probably just not the Muji version, you know, the, the sleek, <laughs> not the minimalist version. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It definitely was like white with like flowers and like a fucked up translation of like flower is girl. Yeah, but cool. break it down, break down what the table actually. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is. Oh my bad, my bad. So um, so. 
it's an incredible inve- invention that like as I Wikipedia this <laughs> currently it was discovered in 1978 no I'm just fucking kidding um it's <laughs> literally a fucking bucket that you use to wash your ass so that's um the Filipino table which is it's I mean, like a, it, it's like a Filipino bidet it sounds it sounds, but it's funny because it sounds like what it is. Tabo. I mean, yeah, that's a bucket. That's definitely a bucket. <laughs> I don't need to know Tagalog to know that's a bucket. Whereas bidet, I mean, it sounds like the thing. It's like fancy, like it lightly sprays your asshole. Like, okay, that's what a bidet is, I guess. But like, we got a tabo. Well, you so. know, <laughs> we didn't have that budget. We didn't have that bidet budget. So, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Oh man. Anyways, uh, so we're gonna, yeah. I I love that shit. <laughs> I could go. We're gonna talk about all of it. We're gonna talk about your favorite karaoke songs, your weird uncle, your weird Tito and Titas names. Your oh, I got a lot of those. <laughs> Too many. Too many. Uh, it was like all of those things. Your family party staples, whatever it is that you guys do, you know, yeah. all that stuff. We're also going to delve into because it's just so fucking funny how consistent it is to every <laughs> single family. No, <laughs> but it's that's the culture. Real, <laughs> yeah. No, and and I'm excited and you know, we'll keep it light for this first one, but that's mm-hmm. really what it is and yeah thanks for listening that was kanya mm-hmm. i'm camille thanks for listening and this is mal and uh <laughs> bye <laughs> <No>. <laughs> wait how are we ending this the fuck um we could just end it as oh wait wait, wait. okay here okay let's let's do um I hope you guys tune in and listen. The conversations are going to be amazing and weird and funny, maybe awkward because this is our first time getting into this together. So yeah, bear with us, please. And we'll chat with you guys soon. First episode coming out soon. We can't reveal who it's with, but follow us on Instagram at Parasakanya. <laughs> Which we'll we'll tag and we'll yes. we'll learn that Tagalog is a very phonetic language, everyone. So yes. you could literally but sound follow that us up. there. Yeah, and um, we only have Instagram right now. We do have our website, so check that out too. And yeah, we will talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. <laughs> Bye. Okay, now we can stop. <laughs>